Hey everybody, welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, thank you for joining us today. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series is coming out in 18 days, if I did the math correct. I believe it is Monday, May 9th. Huh? Uh, we, we are very excited that uh, not only are we two weeks away from going to California, the three of us together as a team <laughs> uh, for Star Wars Celebration, but also Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming out and what has already come out, uh, the final, we think official trailer as they call it of the obi-wan kenobi series a short trailer but we're gonna give our speculation our thoughts our takes everything on that on this episode uh, a little bit uh later in the resistance report but first hi everybody I'm john james and lacy with me as always hello uh may may the fourth has come and gone we did our special may the fourth episode we had three episodes last week so hopefully people didn't get sick of us uh james are they sick of us I think yes, actually. Fact. <laughs> no. It was fun while it lasted, Lacey, wasn't it? It was crazier than I expected. You know, in past <laughs> years, we've definitely had May the 4ths that were a little less lackluster in the sense of like announcements and news and stuff. Yeah. And this one, this one went hard. And I'm okay with that. But yeah, a little still cool. in like awe of this is just getting started like we're not we don't even know what's coming in a couple weeks that's true yeah. that's very true i'm mm -hmm. i sometimes forget about that fact that we may get our minds blown with new announcements i don't think uh, may. may not i think we but... will I'm i hope honest. so i hope so mm -hmm. <clears throat> but uh in terms of uh real quickly in terms of star wars celebration just a reminder to everyone who might be going to celebration uh we're doing our big event on saturday uh, May 28th at Radiant Beer Co., uh, just a couple miles from the convention. Uh, we are doing a happy hour from 5.30 to 6.30, followed by our live podcast, which thank you to everybody who's already RSVP'd. We are humbled and, and, and so happy and excited about the numbers that are coming in. If you haven't yet, definitely RSVP. But just so you know, the event is free. It's for all ages. Come uh hang out with us and let's make it a party at uh, radiant beer co saturday may 28th during star wars celebration in anaheim we are very excited and we promise it's going to be uh, an awesome time a fun show we can't wait to hang out with everybody um next up uh just real quickly because you know we we're going to spend a lot of our time talking about the kenobi thing the disney gallery got that got buried by yeah. star wars mm -hmm. a lot of people glossed over this uh, I think because of the Kenobi trailer and stuff like that. I don't think because it was bad, but uh, Disney Gallery did come out. Um, they called it um, like, you know, the first episode or season one or whatever for, for Book of Boba Fett. But who knows if they're going to do more. Uh, it was about an hour or so. A lot of cool stuff in it. Um, I have I have a bunch of, you know, favorite parts. Obviously, the Rancor thing was a big deal, realizing how practical they were with it and how uh, important they felt it was to to uh see a different side of the rancor instead of this giant just menacing beast so that that was really cool the mark hamill stuff and uh ming na wen's knowledge of star wars was really impressive she knew it that she knew the droid 8d8 that's not something like yeah. people who say they like star wars like oh stormtrooper oh that's boba fett she knew 8d8 <laughs> like that's a deep cut so ming na wen cheers to you for being a really serious Star Wars fan. But James, did you have any favorite spots from uh, the gallery? I mean, to be honest, it, like if you watched our 
gallery episode on Mandalorian season two, or when we talked about that, you're going to know immediately it was, it was the, uh, the, the Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker face replacement, the visual technology that they were doing. I was just like, I was watching the whole thing like, wow, this is awesome. I'm really liking this. And then like, I see like one quick scene of Mark Hamill. They kind of showed him early because they were talking about Rosario Dawson and stuff. That and actor like, is insane oh, though. Oh. The body double. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, forget Sebastian Stan. Get that, that guy <laughs> yeah, exactly. looks incredible. Not that the so first then, guy didn't do a good job, but. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but then like that, as soon as the, the, like Mark Hamill stuff really started happening, I was like, oh, here we go. Cause they're early, you know, in the episode, they're going to get into it. And they totally did. They, they showed like a lot of stuff with it. And, uh, to me, I was almost completely jaw dropped when they started talking about, uh, how they hired the deep fake guy from Twitter, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, or YouTube and stuff. spoke to hell about it. I know. And I yeah. was like, this is so nuts. Like they're literally going on there and they're like, yeah. And then we like found this guy who was like doing stuff on the internet. You might know him as this and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> that is just nuts. That's like that. W- I remember we were reporting on that, like kind of like a rumor as a background. And I was like, how is this guy getting like, he's not even in it. You know, they don't even talk about it. They talk about him, no. but he doesn't yeah. show up. He's not on camera. They don't ever show him. And I'm like, uh, or at least to my knowledge, they don't. But like, he might be like in the background or something. But <laughs> it was it was absolutely crazy to me that they like kind of called that out, and they were like, "Yeah, we tried to do it this way, and the technology wasn't there." And then this dude came along, and he was legit, and everything changed after we got him. And I was like, "That's nuts! I can't believe they're saying that and on this said, official Disney release of like how they did the effects." That's the crazy. only reason they couldn't they knew the technology existed yeah. when they did mandalorian season two but they couldn't get it at the pixels and the resolution they needed it. Yeah. the resolution they needed to yeah so it's just nuts uh now you know we may you know uh revisit this later but kenobi is going to be our focus but lacy anything that stood out to you uh any clips or moments uh that uh pulled it tugged at your heartstrings or anything you found interesting from uh gallery yeah i as usual it's always about the connections for me, like the kind of personal connections people have with Star Wars and the moments between actors and directors and people involved. The Rosario Dawson stuff was just awesome. And the Migna Wen stuff was awesome, where Migna Wen's like, I'm freaking out right now because she's sandwiched between John mm-hmm. Favreau and Mark Hamill and Tamora Morrison. Like, that would be me. And it's just like you see yourself replicated on screen where you're like, oh, my God, I geeked out about this. They're geeking. It makes you care about the projects even more. Um, and I think that's why us as fans get so protective sometimes that we just want to keep going with the projects and and care about them because they care about them. Yeah, absolutely. The The other thing that was really interesting to me in particular on on that was it was kind of one of those things. Uh, where I felt like I had been saying it all through Book of Boba Fett when fans continued to kind of complain about like this episode wasn't that great or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was always like, I, it it is crazy. Like what you are looking at on screen is like a rancor and the and the huts and and you know Brock Crescenton right. and all this stuff. And um, it was really good and fulfilling to see Robert Rodriguez 
um, talk about like those final episodes. Yes, that which is what we were the, waiting the for. Final episode. Yes, and he's like, he's like, it was crazy. Like we had this character and this character and this character and 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 these people and all this. And he's like, this final episode is basically a movie in itself, you know? And I was like, I know, like we were saying that and it, it felt a little refreshing to see the book of Boba Fett in one way or another, sort of get the, um, redemption. The, it's kind of like redemption, redemption or from recognition. the online critics. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's always kind of this sense, um, you know, that people forget, like when we're watching a, an actual piece of property, like, and, and like the prequels or like the sequels, you know, and all this go into it too. Mm-hmm. We watch it and we analyze it and we get there. And a lot of people are like, yeah, it wasn't really that great or it didn't deliver. But it's like, yeah, but separate yourself from all the little things. Um, and just remember like the story and the situation uh, and, and what was being told and like put it together like as a little montage. And you're like, man, I, I, yeah. It it was good, like it was really good, and I'm really yeah. glad that it happened. Um, so yeah, it was it was really cool to see, uh, you know, those people that care so much about it, Filoni, Favreau, uh, Rodriguez, you know, like standing the Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, like mm-hmm. recapping, um, how they got to work on it, and and really uh, pinpointing all the things like I couldn't believe I got to work on this thing because it was so magical and mm-hmm. great, and, and I'm like it was magical and great, you mm-hmm. know, like it really did feel like it was like, <laughs> it sure did see that oh, social media, like see that star Wars fans, like speaking uh, it, of very magical, fulfilling. Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. guys see how magical that Darth Vader helmet is from Hasbro? John, yeah. you might need to get a new helmet. You might have to upgrade. Yeah. Mine's just like a plastic shell. Did mine you- does say Lucasfilm LTD on it, which is cool, but yeah. yeah, it's cool guys. Like I, you know, they announced a bunch of stuff on their fan first live stream, but the, probably the coolest things were for me, at least I know people are going to argue they like you know, troop building world building stuff, but the always the cosplay pieces for me, the lightsabers and helmets and stuff like that always tend to be like that much cooler to me because you get to be part of the world. Uh, so the Darth Vader helmet comes in pieces. It has an airlock sound when you put it together. It has all the details. <laughs> oh you could wear it in half, which here you go, guys. So here's the thing that I don't know if a lot of people picked up on. So the helmet comes apart to an underneath par- part, and then the underneath part splits in half. The packaging is Obi-Wan Kenobi-specific packaging. Mm-hmm. Mm. So why would the helmet split in half? Yep. Just thinking. Ha- just thinking. Half like where you can see the eyeballs. Like or this, like across the face. Yep. It splits we- in half, so you yeah. can wear it. And they even mentioned on the live stream, they're like, "Oh, you could split it in half, so you can see." It. And I'm like, "And no one's talking about this." So no in the middle of that, middle of that duel, he's gonna take that thing off. Yeah. So you see the top of his head. Yeah, he's nuts. gonna say, "Look at me! Look what you did to me!" Like, yeah. yeah. And the other really cool thing, um, before we get into Kenobi, obviously the big trailer, duh, uh, is what? they did release. What happened? I know, right? <laughs> uh, the announcement for a Kenobi lightsaber, which people are really Looks pumped good. about, Force yeah. Effects lightsaber. It is a beautifully done lightsaber. It's for Kenobi now, the series now. It's not like a prequel one. So, like the one you're getting. 
at this time is the one that he's using in the series. So it's like a little weathered. It's it has different sounds. It has a new battle mode where if you get someone to to fight with you, it will like hold another person's lightsaber. It's really really cool. But uh, yeah, that Vader helmet is awesome. Nice. Yeah, when I first saw the new Vader helmet, I was like, didn't they just do it? But then when you hear about all the, the minutiae of it and the new details, Splits it's in insanity. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I'm interested to um, see even more about the splitting in half. Honestly, like I'm, I'm head over to StarWarsNewsNet.com. I pulled together all the latest announcements <laughs> from yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh I did a full written breakdown and speculation. Uh, so I'm going to sort of probably in the next segment give my verbal version of that. Uh, so go check out my. Uh, review there i even included a gift from easy a in my review i doubt anyone else who did a kenobi written review did that and lacy i guess we were we talked so it's great minds think alike because you were going to do something similar right easy a is one of my favorite movies it's a so funny movie john had mentioned to me oh i have a gif in my thing about the kenobi thing and i was like and he's like it's from easy a i was like is it ooh burn and he's like Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about why <laughs> in this next segment. Uh, so, James, what are we doing? It's the resistance. Well, that sound is the beginning of Resistance Report, and I'm pretty sure that I don't need to tell anybody what we're talking about, but we are <laughs> going to talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Um, so the thing is, is like what I personally just right off the top is like, I think we as Star Wars fans generally are like, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? And for me personally, like I didn't think we were going to get a trailer on May the 4th because we got the other one and I know how right. they keep things close to the heart. Yeah. And I have to be honest with you. I like, I think like even that morning, I think someone was talking about um, how we might be getting um, or like, do you think we'll get a, a Kenobi trailer? And I was like, Oh uh, yeah, I guess maybe. And then they like very quickly were like, we're dropping one today. And I was like surprised actually. I was like, Oh shoot. Like a new trailer. That's crazy. Um, and, uh, and just to like, you know, quickly summarize it. Like I, I was, I was a little surprised it was short, but it's also kind of the same length as the other one. It's also very similar in tone, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. But, uh, I, I don't really know if we want to do like a round robin, like I guess like a, a quick things just right away. Like John, what were your first thoughts when uh, you you either watched it? Well, we should say that too. You guys both did reactions, so if you haven't, I did a non-reaction reaction. <laughs> yeah, John, John actually watched the whole thing, and at three points, he went. He said like, "Wow," and like, <sighs> "Owen," <laughs> like that was I, like that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. That was it. like I think he made like three sounds, um, but. But no, uh, you talked a little bit about it and uh, and and then Lacey uh, watched it twice and noticed a couple other things that mentioned things like uh, like our uh, exclusive on the, the droid. It's in the trailer. Check it out. We'll talk about yeah. that. But uh, but yeah, you guys did uh, your reactions. So if you haven't seen those, go check them out. Uh, John, what was uh, your first thought on like the announcement and the uh, watching it? 
Yeah, first off, I, I love the poster they put out, which that's what they do now is they put a poster that pairs along with the release of a trailer. And, and episodes, seemingly. Yeah. They've been doing that yeah. lately. Yeah. And and the the poster of, you know, the two sons, Obi-Wan looking to his left and, and right in the center on a plateau is, is Darth Vader, right where Obi-Wan's heart would be. Uh, so that's a pretty deep, deep poster. So I'm going to be trying to get that one up on the wall. But... In terms of this trailer, I really enjoyed it for a lot of reasons. One, because it was short. It didn't really give us too much. I, I feel with this series, since it's going to be such a short series, uh, I don't need more. Um, so I'm sure they'll pepper, pepper us with the TV spots, but I don't need too much more. Um, some of the things I noticed in the first watch, obviously the the, you know, the Vader stuff, uh, I, I really feel the juxtaposition of... Uh, Reva screaming uh, and then showing as she's screaming like you can't escape him showing the assembly of Darth Vader with his limbs his chest plate and stuff it gave me uh, chills up my spine and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I know with me anyway and maybe other fans too that will be a permanent feeling now every time I watch this trailer I will revisit how I felt when I first saw it. And that's a powerful thing. So that that's the first thing that stuck out to me is the, the permanence of what that moment could be. And I, I got to say, and I put this in my written review too, I love the fact that they did not show Hayden's face as Anakin. They could have. They didn't show Darth Vader's helmet. They could have. Now we both, we all know what both of those things look like. We know what Hayden looks like as and as Vader. We know what Darth Vader's mask looks like. Of course, the most recognizable thing in Star Wars. But the fact that they hid it, it shouldn't feel fresh, but it does. And I just love the fact that they did that because when we first see him in Kenobi, it's still going to feel like a big reveal, even though we know exactly what he looks like. And that's a pretty magical thing that they're doing here. Um, other things that stood out, obviously the, the planet uh, Dayu is going to be a big deal. Uh, I do think we might be in one of those situations and I'm trying to connect dots here and I love to do this about trailers when I look at trailers and compare it to other photos that came out from like EW, uh, our scoops, a lot of things. So I'm trying to connect a lot of dots. Um, I think the Inquisitors are going to arrive on Tatooine just as or, or the, like they're just going to miss Obi-Wan or they're going to be hot on his tail and he's just going to narrowly escape. A very classic Star Wars trope, the narrow escape. The first time we saw it, it happened on Tatooine as the Millennium Falcon got to escape and get away from the stormtroopers in uh, 1977. I think we're in for one of those, and then they're going to follow his trace to that planet that Lacey loves more than anything in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, the very Blade Runner-y planet. So, it's just something uh, that I can't see on Earth. I think that's what is drawing me so much to it, is like, I can go to a desert and see... Jakku yeah. and I can see Tatooine and I, but I can't see that planet anywhere on earth. I mean maybe yeah. like Korea. They say or, Hong Kong influence yeah, but say. yeah. But I'm saying I, like specifically it's just it's something I've never seen before. Yeah and, and also some of the shots just like because Ewan McGregor you know he, he's a good looking guy especially for his age and just some of those shots with those shadows they're, they're really doing Deborah Chow is doing a really good job of slowly melding him and Alec Guinness, where some of these shots, I'm like, wow, like that is 
organically done. It's very interesting. Um, but I, it's, it, it was a really good clip. Uh, I want to have a chance for, for you guys to come in before I give any other thoughts and talk about like some of the confirmed scoops we have. And there were a few. So, uh, Lacey, I don't know what, uh, what stood out to you the most. Um, but, uh, those are my initial like things. Yeah. The first thing, obviously, Dayu, I said, I'll say it all the time. <laughs> it's like the coolest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. And it's just like, I saw the, the 13, 13 project running around again mm-hmm. and immediately i know james had brought this up last episode that it it seemed like it was pulling kind of vibes from that i i love it i love everything about it i can't wait to see what that scene which appears from the trailers to be a chase scene at some point on rooftops and whatnot um is gonna be i found it interesting the scene where kenobi is shooting the blaster in the desert it looks like it's stormtroopers stop the transport that he's on from the first trailer and he's off the transport here shooting at them yeah I that's what that i too. would guess and there's a yeah. little probe droid behind yeah uh yeah. and a stormtrooper knocked out on yeah. the side or dead right. yeah that guy's just napping he's faking <laughs> yeah. it so uh i loved the wanted poster i thought it was so cool i'm gonna let james translate that as our our language guy um, the, I loved seeing the little droid, especially because we just talked about it last episode. I was like, there it is, exactly what we thought. Um, I have to say, though, my favorite part of the trailer, which is probably nobody's surprised at this because everybody thought this because it was trending worldwide as a phrase, uh, like you trained your father <laughs> or his father, was mm-hmm, trending mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, the interaction between Owen and Kenobi is literally exactly what i think the three of us thought that would look like and it's just so it's kind of like gratifying as a fan to see what you thought be playing on screen because you're like oh my gosh i really do know these characters very well wow i really am a fan and that's just something so exciting that i enjoy celebrating in myself and it's not like a pat on the back thing it's just like i really love this so i get these characters um But yeah, no, that scene, I even in my reaction was like, oh, burn. Like, it was just such like a tense moment, but a very like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen those memes that are like thug life memes where someone will do something and the glass sunglasses come down. That's what I thought of when Owen said that. Yeah, Yeah, the deal with it stuff. Um, It was just so good. And I can't wait to see where they go with it. Um. Obviously, like John, the Vader stuff was perfectly done. I don't think it could have been done better in this trailer. Um, The idea of like kind of like the movie monster thing, like the less you see, the scarier it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this trailer was great. I liked it better than the first trailer. It was just really, really awesome. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to see what James thought. And you know what's funny real quick? Mm -hmm. Like the the first remember the first Force Awakens teaser? With Finn's head popping up and that we saw a few quick things and then it was over with the Falcon. Mm-hmm. That was 10 seconds longer than this. Oh, really? And this is the official trailer of this show. So they are cognizant of the fact that this is a short series. We don't want to put too much in these trailers, mm-hmm. but they, they packed a punch. So James, uh, yeah. What, I do like the you... jingling like little notes, like kind of Spielbergy that they've been using lately for this. Like the little notes at the beginning. To like kind of set the mood. They've been I doing that, that in the sounded, Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. I thought that sounded like the the theme for Saw. 
Like it was very, it was like Duel of the Fates, but it was more know, like dark, a little brooding. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 we talked about that a little bit before we, uh, recording. I, I think one thing that was interesting about that music is that it, it sounds like it's being played on piano, but I think there's like some lower um, chords that are hitting it, like in a, um, like a different style or key or tonality or something like that, that's causing it to sound so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like the main thing there is that we probably are used to hearing it like in string format, and we sure. not really ever hear a piano version of it in that method um no i i think i think the cool thing with the second trailer generally is like what can we add on to what we know from the first trailer and uh and piece things together and i think this one did a pretty good job um we're seeing new shots of like the inside the uh inquisitorious um area and stuff and i think like i think one thing to me is like we're getting a couple different uh characters right um mm-hmm. not can think of his name um Kumail uh, Nanjiani Kumail Nanjiani yeah so um he's obviously i, I mean i, I don't want to say he's like uh, uh just a person you know like he might be a jedi of some sort or something like that but he looks scared out of his mind i don't know if that's like he grew up like maybe he was 20 when all this happened but he would be a knight by then probably so that Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense i just got the vibe immediately that he was like uh, a person that lived on tatooine or whatever planet you know i got confident like he knows more than he should and it's gonna come back to bite him based on what he had said in his interviews where he was like oh mine interacts with you know bad guys and he also he's in the shot quickly but he looks like he's in distress he does not look like somebody yeah um I mean, I, th- there's there's another one too, like uh, where you see Reva running uh, next to a ship that looks like it's about to take off, and then like the next scene, you see the angle of her like shouting at the ship. So I'm like, okay, so based on the photos and other things we saw, she's at mm-hmm. the top of the city. She sees some destruction happening, and she goes, okay, they're trying to capture Obi Wan down there, but I'm up top. I'm seeing the whole picture, the grand picture, right? So then she starts chasing after it. Maybe that's the bounty hunters because he was obviously mm-hmm. shooting at Forlom and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like she sees the bigger picture. She starts going after him and there's an actual chase scene where he, uh, she's chasing him, which then leads to him jumping on that transport and getting away at the last second. Yeah. And you so can't the, hide I, from him. <laughs> but I, that line, John, you're dead on, man. That line really speaks to me because she says you can't escape him. And I'm like... She's talking to Obi-Wan like she knows Vader is going to catch this guy. But there's so much to that that gives me a lot about her character development because she works for somebody. It's like Kira working um, for Dryden Voss. Right. Like you can't get away. There's, you know, there's no leaving. You can't escape. Yeah, you can't escape him kind of thing. And she's even willingly working for it, but it's like willingly, really, you know, it feels very much like he's so scary that she has said, well, I'm either going to die or I'm going to live. I don't want to do what I'm doing, but I'm choosing to live. You know, I can't escape Vader. You can't escape Vader. You know, So you think she's a survivor type character like, hey, I got to do this. It's either me or you. <sighs> I whether whether she admits that in the show, I think that's what's going on because Vader is 
they're they're playing Vader up to be like that scary and that menacing and that just evil incarnate. Um, I wonder what he's going to do at the beginning because you know he's going to set the tone of the show of how bad he is. I wonder what we're going to see him do. And, or they well, jaws yeah. him and just talk about him a lot. Oh, you think that's what that I? Might be. I think I think for, for at least for the first half of the series, it's going to be like. Ooh, when 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 and it's going to be one of those where we like sort of just miss him or we hear about him and, and that sort of thing but I, I i agree the the whole reva or reva thing you know when you look line up the inquisitors including you know they confirmed it via the official disney images we got in the press release that's the fourth sister yep on the on the left of one of those images looking at that map mm-hmm. you look at all of them lined up reva is the most humanized looking one of them Right. You know, the, the the rest of them look despondent. We're we're not hearing any of them talk except the Grand Inquisitor, and we know he's a bad guy. She's for standing sure. back too. Like they're very like body language wise, they're like very in it. They're discussing it. She's hanging back a little bit. So yeah, yeah. She, she could be you know the con- conflicted type here, and I know people speculate on that. Some people don't like hearing that aspect of it, but mm-hmm. uh, not sure. But you know, the the one line that threw me. And I put it in my review, like everything else seems like I know who that is. I know who that is. I want to hear what you guys think about this. So that that line, you still want Kenobi, he's gone. I I was guessing that's the Grand Inquisitor talking to Vader. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I I, got to admit that that feels, that felt right to me. Why can't I? Because I knew it was, it sounds like him. And that's the only thing I could think of is that who would he be saying that to? Unless he's saying it to Reva, but I don't think so. I think he'd be saying it to Vader, like, you still want him. He, he's gone. He's not here. And then right. Vader saying something like, no, I felt it. I know he's... And you know, you know what's another thing that's going to be interesting on the flip side, on like the light side? I think we're going to see a lot of internal conflict with Owen, whereas... Face value in the trailer, people are like, he's going to be 100% against Obi-Wan. Look at them like he, he's, he's hitting him right where it hurts the most and he knows it. Uh, he's, all he wants to do is protect Luke. But I, th- I thought about that one still from EW where him and Reva are like face to face, where she's basically like trying to shake him down to get information from him. And I think he's going to, in a way, protect Obi-Wan. Because oh, 100%. He yeah. knows Obi-Wan means well, and he knows Obi-Wan's a good guy, but not enough to, to, to put Luke in danger and let him train him. So it's that fine line where he's like, I'm not going to give this guy up because I know he's a good guy, but at the same time, I have to keep Luke away from him. So I think there's going to be, we're going to see, I think Joel Edgerton is going to be one of the uh, spotlights of the show coming out of it. I, I think he's he going to do thank Kenobi. a big role. Kenobi gave him a son. They couldn't have a son, remember? So. Yeah, and... and I think he's going to be like everyone's Vader. It's Which makes be a big their deal. death even that more sad, by the way. That's yeah, that's going to be way worse. But I, I think he's going to be a shining uh, standout st- scene stealer coming out of the show because he's already a great actor. Like it's so lucky. Is it one of those castings in Star Wars when it happened in the prequels? Uh, it's like when Ian McDiarmid was cast as a 36 year old as Palpatine mm-hmm. and that, how that worked <laughs> out with all the time. Like them casting. Joel Edgerton before he became an established good actor. Uh, what what luck. And now he's like the, at the right age for this. 
I'm really excited to see what they do with that. And of course, like I said, I, I do want to see, you know, some more Baru uh, with Luke, uh, that sort of thing. But um, what, do you, what do you think these, what do you think these pods are? So there's a scene here and it's like kind of a, a blink if <clears> you miss droids. it. So do you, you think it is? Mm-hmm. You, you hear them. You, you can hear the man over the fence as they're being shot across uh, through space. They, you subtly hear the, the sound. Those are the pods because at the at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, those are the same looking type of pods that shoot out from the Star Destroyer. So they're showing you yeah. they're sending they're all, all bets are off. We're using pulling out all the stops. We're using probe droids. We're using crappy bounty hunters. We're using good bounty they, hunters. They want to squeeze them out. Yeah, they mm. want like the Emperor is probably like whatever we have, even freelancers, get them. We got to we got to finish the job. Which I also said the the I think Palpatine is going to be in this series. In this, uh, I think he's he is teasing too, it real hard. Yeah, I think he is too. I think that character has to show up to. He knows the threat Kenobi is. Yeah, and I think even though Kenobi's been hiding for a good time, he knows that if he was to get kind of like Snoke with Luke, if he was to bring back. Jedi, they would be in trouble. So I think oh, that he knows the connection to Vader. Does Palpatine, Palpatine could really be... think Obi Wan's a threat? No, but he could to be Anakin to... then to bring back I, Anakin. I'm with Lacey. I'm with Lacey in the sense Maybe. that he could yeah. be after Kenobi. You know, sometimes Palpatine likes to get to somebody to get to somebody. He may be trying to get to Kenobi to try to find out where Yoda is. Oh, that could be true too. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I was going to say Palpatine's probably not that worried about Obi Wan because he's not even really wor- that worried about Yoda since he like took him head on and still beat him. I was saying Made that it could away. be this, you know, the still the connection to who Anakin was because he got yeah, rid of Padme. But- Padme's gone, you know, in a sense. Yeah. he got rid of Padme, so yeah. he the only real connection back to who Anakin was as a person is Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. What. <laughs> What a, what a way Palpatine got away with that, by the way. I still think that's so funny. He's like, oh, yeah, and your anger looks like you killed her. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. He and then he does, does that smile thing. when he's like flipping out. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the droid who has the Oops. blaster, very K- K2SO looking. Yeah. Um, I love Ned. The, just the side turn, the, oh. You killed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BT dubs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, Ned, I haven't seen that posted anywhere, but it both trailers very clearly says N-E-D on his front, and now we see it on his back. And I'm like, you don't think they're going to call this, this character Ned? It says it on his thing. No, do you body. think that's O'Shea Jackson Jr.? I that was my prediction from the first time we saw the trailer. I don't remember if you guys reacted to that right or not, but I was like, I guess it could be Kamal. But to me, I saw. Well, we know it's not now. Yeah. I, well, I know that now. Yeah. But m- to me, I immediately just saw that character and I thought, there's something about the body type, and I know it's a droid, but like for some reason, I feel like it's him in a his body type in a, in a suit like, or in a motion capture thing and they're replacing it. But, um, 
that just is the vibe I felt. And I think it's his voice. And I think the character's name is Ned, although I've not seen, I don't think there's anything official and he's on, on the good side. Cause he's shooting stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and we I have think, four. I think O'Shea would be pumped on that too. Like I know they're all yeah. pumped to play. Like they're all like, Oh, you know, I'm talking bad guys and you know, good guys, bad guys and stuff. And right. it's like, Oh yeah, you can tell you're a bad guy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the right. way he was talking, he felt like, it reminded me of uh, Finn, like Force Awakens, or uh, not Finn, but um, uh, his Boyega. Uh, yeah, Boyega. Yeah, he was like, "I'm in it, man! Star Wars, yeah!" Yeah, you know, jumping I just over kinda, the couch. Yeah, I just kind of got this vibe that like he was excited to be a hero in Star Wars. You know, and mm-hmm. we we it's funny because this series again, it's one of those things where we know the fates of most of these characters whether it be the Grand Inquisitor and in Rebels or Forlom, we know lives beyond into Empire Strikes Back. Uh, you know, some of the new characters, maybe not so much, but, you know, Owen, we know his fate. Obi-Wan, Vader. So this show isn't trying to fool us. It's not trying to twist us and, and Shyamalan us or anything like that. It just wants to, this show just needs to tell us a good story that will enrich what we already know and make stuff like A New Hope uh, f- hit different. Like Lacey said about Owen and Bruce. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's going to hit so hard after the show. And oh, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe Obi-Wan's death. You know, maybe that, mm-hmm. that battle they have in this show will explain why they are like two old men slapping swords in, in A New Hope. I think they're going to go for that. Um, and, and then, you know, the other aspect of it is, you know, the little droid. And what we know from from the reports on Star Wars Newsnet, which, gotta say, we nailed a lot of these. Oh, uh, the-, the other thing, Hasbro didn't release the Obi-Wan figure, but then Ewan released it later, Ewan re- later that night. And in the box, you can see the shape of the droid in the upper right-hand corner of the box that they That's took cool. out of the box. So it's interesting, though, because I remember when we spoke about it, we thought it was Leia's droid. But it seems like it's Obi Wan's droid. Well, he doesn't ever recall owning a droid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think this is so. Fair. Um, I think I think this hand because that the, I think the droid is small. Yep. Um, and I think this hand it has to we be. see the hand was holding it. Yeah, but I think this hand we see because it's in a black glove. People think that that's like oh, the Inquisitor captured the droid or something. Val brought this up to me, and I, I I'm gonna agree with him. I think that's Leia's hand. I think that's Leia. I was looking at it, but it doesn't look like a child sized hand. I think it might be. I don't know. Cause she has like, to be what eight, ten. Uh, ten. Yep, ten. I might be wrong, and she might just have like adult looking hands. But to me, that was the first thing I thought is, oh, that has to be Leia's hand. But then I looked at it, and I was like, it looks a little big to be a 10 year old's hand yeah i mean it could be it was captured but i i do think this is going to be leia's droid and you know for anyone who's like oh my god i can't believe you're talking about leia in this series i mean leia's going to be in the series come on bail organa i believe has been reported already so i guess my question uh, would be then why does obi-wan seemingly have it as part of his action figure if it's her droid so i don't know how much we want to get into things we may have heard via reports on oh, this. Oh, I'm just asking for us to speculate. I'm not asking I th- I think there's going to be a separation involved. Mm. And, you know, that's that's kind of what 
what may happen there. Um, but who, you know, who, who knows that, that does throw me for a loop. If that's the case where that droid is supposed to be in that, that figure, which is funny because you McGregor took a shot at Hasbro by saying like, it doesn't look anything like me. It really doesn't look like him, which is surprising <laughs> because I feel like the art on the, the box and everything and the art on their displays is so him. And they yeah. have that photorealism technology that I thought based on previous figures that they've done that have looked so much like the character that it would look more like him. But because the figure's not coming out till 2023 spring, they might have time to fix it. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, just seeing the Grand Inquisitor flanked by uh, uh, the third sister and fifth brother on Tatooine, we know they're going to go to the village, confront Owen, confront others. I think Owen's going to stand his ground to show the audience, like I said, that he isn't totally against Obi-Wan. He just doesn't want him to get like train Luke. That's it. He has like really nothing against him. He thinks he's like, probably a good guy, but blah, blah, blah. Someone else will tip them off. Mm. A spy or something. And they'll ha- they'll chase him to wherever. And like you said, whether he gets the anchor head uh, or not so- to leave planet or you guys think his 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 because what the thing that the thing he's standing next to in that shot with the blaster and the stormtrooper that's dead and the probe droid looks yellow i don't remember his ship in that first trailer looking yellow the thing he's sitting on when it's like that kind of train looking bus looking thing it has like an awning to it in the front hmm okay all right that's interesting i I, um you know throw it out there like my opinion on the 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 droid and who the hand is I do. I still. I still am gonna go with it's an inquisitor. Um, because it's I, like my, a woven glove. My yeah. My vibe coming off of it is that that droid is not being respected in that moment. It looks like it's almost trying to get away. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So I think if it was if it was Leia or Kenobi, it would be flying there and they would be talking to it or something. There would be no reason to ever pick that droid up. That's a good point. I agree. It looks like yeah. it's getting trying to get away. Oh my god, so if my, they kill that droid on screen after we've fallen for it. That's that's the other thing. So I I think the reason it was gonna be Inquisitor was because I was thinking, you know, Le- Leia, let's say, sends the droid over to Kenobi. Kenobi has the interaction with it where he gets the news or whatever, a hologram of Bale, it doesn't matter what it is. But somehow, this doesn't really make sense, like why wouldn't the droid just go with Kenobi? But I was going to say, like, if that droid falls into the hands of the Inquisitors after we just saw the scene where we were like, this thing is so cute and blah, 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 then there's this added tension of, like, the Inquisitors and what they could do to like torture or get information out of that droid. And it's interesting. And I think it's going to pull at people's heartstrings so much. So I, I feel like that hand holding it to me almost already says like, I, I, you're out. squeezing too hard. Like, yeah. I, let me go. Let me go. And it's already. And the in- yeah. And the interesting thing is Leia's initial story in Star Wars is that she puts plans in a droid and the droid gets away. Poe mm-hmm. Dameron puts plans in a droid and the droid gets away. How often does that really happen that the droid doesn't get caught? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how lucky are these people that every single time they give droid information? It so, like, maybe this is the instance where it does get caught, which also will escalate the tension and or risk I of also, giving R2 the plans. 
Yeah, that's sure. I, I agree with that. That's a good point. Um, I, I do think... And that's where she gets that's... the idea, too. She could get, she could have gotten that idea from this situation. Yeah. Um, from what we heard, the, the idea behind the droid is to be like her sort of protector. Um, but I, I just wonder... It, it's, hard, it's hard to wrap my head around it, but like modern Star Wars trailers don't show the humor... And I, I do think this show will have its share of humor, just like any Star Wars does. So it's possible, you know, this little guy or whatever it is gets captured and it, it figures its way out and, and, and escapes because they keep it in a cell and it narrows it with its way through cell bars or it, it gets away somehow. I think it will be okay. Um, yeah. Sadly, though, I think this droid uh, will meet its fate uh, about nine years later. Uh, based on where it may be from. Oh, Alderaan. What I'm saying? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and that will explain why it's not around the original trilogy, which is another thing they have to tackle when they introduce new characters into the into this series, which is only nine years away from uh, the original trilogy. Everybody and... dies. <laughs> yeah, it, it's mentally. It's like I don't know if I've thing, ever right? said this so... out loud, but I always think of it as Alderaan vacation. <laughs> Like as the explanation for any character, they they want a free trip to Alderaan, oh, yeah. and that's just it. Yeah. Like <laughs> or Scarif, yeah. Um, so so that and 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 I think about you know what's going to happen to um, the other Inquisitors and 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 that sort of th- that that sort of thought or or the other Jedi we may be introduced to because I do think we are going to see other Jedi whether it's Kumail Nanjiani or not. Um, but it's a good clip. You know, it, it goes by really quick and I I, I just, uh, I'm glad that they, they're keeping things, you know, like I said, they didn't show us Vader when we all know what he looks like. I like that. It builds that suspense, which makes me think they'll mirror that in the show and not give him to us immediately. Build that anticipation. My only question to you guys, do you think the first time we see Vader is when he sees Obi-Wan or do you think we'll see Vader and Obi-Wan and they won't it'll be like that will be the tension built seeing him here and him somewhere else or do you think it'll be boom there's Vader and we see him just the way Obi-Wan sees him for the first time so we feel his shock as the audience I think it's coming around a corner like they've been saying for the past 10 interviews like he but comes for around us the too I mean as the audience yeah I think we see him when when Obi-Wan that'd does. be cool that would be cool I actually do not have any clue. I I, I feel like we'll I hear said, him a bunch or maybe see like a glimpse, like a cape mm-hmm. or something or a glove yeah. or like they did in the trailer. But like, I think the full reveal is going to be this. It's got to be this big occasion that like you're experiencing it with the main character. A lot of steam. Are we still on the, did we all agree that we thought they were going to fight twice? I, 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 I think, think they will, but said that. I I I would prefer they didn't. I think that'd be too much, but I I think there's probably a chance they will too. I yeah, I'm tr- every time I think about it I think, "Oh, okay, well, like almost like a given for some reason that they're going to fight twice and then I try to write it in and I'm like, "But how? How would that work? How at what points would they mm-hmm. meet up and then Obi-Wan like gets away and then they have another big rematch at the end of the series and Obi-Wan the only, also gets away? Like the only I, comparison I'm trying to write it and it doesn't seem to work is Maul and Qui-Gon on Tatooine. Qui-Gon gets away and then the big showdown at the end. 
Yeah. So then, like, it's very like it's like its own teaser. They fight very Obi-Wan briefly. Obi Wan doesn't know Vader's after him, and when Vader does show up, maybe that's the first time he starts. He it like puts two and two together that that's Anakin, and then like two two more episodes of him being like, I saw him. That was Anakin. What does he become? Oh my god! And then you have the final face off, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes me think maybe they don't succumb to temptation and Anakin's lightsaber isn't involved because I can't see a situation where Vader goes to Tatooine and I don't see a situation where Obi-Wan would have any reason to take that lightsaber with him to die or wherever he goes. I think they could easily get away with it if he has it stored somewhere and he like looks at it for two seconds and then he walks away and the camera just pans down to it like he leaves it behind like that's in a box. It's in the little right. vest or chest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seemingly he's living in a cave right now. So that's why I was saying like he might not well, have a homestead a yet. Too, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. He doesn't have his little house yet. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking like maybe it's just a pan down and it's a quick nod to, hey, that's where it is. That's why he doesn't have it. But here. You maybe that's how he gets the name Ben. Maybe no, he, he already he has it. Because of Satine or whatever. Well, so. <sighs> He says, I haven't gone by Obi-Wan since before you were born. So then he's been calling himself Ben since around the time he was born. So we probably aren't getting the explanation in this story. But right. then also, I think that book kind of seemingly confirmed uh, a brotherhood, you know, that he says, you know, when he was hanging out with Satine, he was even calling himself Ben then. And that was even before he gave up the Obi-Wan name and Tatooine and all that stuff. We may get why Ben, but yeah, it won't be yeah, like maybe, but this not, is how not, he... We're not going to get the sitting at the bar and he says the the, the <laughs> resistance transmissions we did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey right. man, where you been? He's like, Ben. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you like, kind of thing. Did you guys... Buys, I, this is not a big deal. And like the guy who owned it before him, his male is like, the guy's name was Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's like, yeah, it's yeah. me now. Um, not a big deal at all, but the 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 Arbesh stuff it, it's it's nothing really high that you treason. wouldn't expect it to say. Yeah, uh, offenses, high treason, says wanted, says Obi Wan Kenobi, says transmitting, uh, and then uh, bounty uh, upon capture. You know, I guarantee at first they don't know he's around. Something tips them off, or they see him in person. That's when that gets. They're like, send it out to the galaxy, and you'll see someone press that button with it transmitting. What's the most recent picture of him from an elevator in episode <laughs> three? Uh, another thing we haven't mentioned, Purge Troopers. Mm. Purge Troopers from Jedi Fallen Order, now officially live action. Very cool. Are those uh, the ones? Uh, we speculated on that, I think, in a Ask the Resistance or Will of the Force. Like, will we see live action Purge Troopers because of Fallen oh, Order? Right. And we were like, well... Perch troopers are the troopers specifically designed for hunting Jedi, maybe. And boom, in Here this trailer, yeah. Reva's walking with two purge troopers on her sides, and it's like that is pretty awesome call out to other canon mm-hmm. making the crossover. I love it. Yeah, that's great. You just lose your mind if Cameron Monaghan pops up in this show. I think it would be cool. I don't know it if would I'd be, lose my mind. It would be cool. I I, I mean, it would do. Um, what we kind of always said about like Ahsoka dying in live action or like what people said about the sequel trilogy, like 
they could have had, they could all got back together and defeated the first order as a group. And I'm like, no, if you're ever going to kill off these characters, which you have to do it on screen. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's the way to do it. Um, so it, I think it's one of those things like it, it would be cool if we got like the ability to see Cameron Monaghan's character, you know, killed in live action. And that would kind of like end that story. But what then we still have all Kenobi? the stories. Yeah, that's kind of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> that would piss so many people off. Why? Yeah. He ultimately uh, saved Kenobi to get away. character from a video game saving the greatest Jedi of all time. But if you don't but know he's from a video game, it's just whatever. Most people wouldn't even know he's a video game, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, but you know. You know. I think it would be cool. I want... Oh, yeah. I think it would be cool, too. I'm not saying I'd be pissed. I wonder... So what do you guys think about the Owen Obi-Wan thing? Do you think they spot each other from across the street? Or do you think Obi-Wan, like, follows Owen and he, like, tries to engage in the conversation? Or do you think... Owen catches Obi-Wan following him. Like, how do you think that's going to go? Obviously, we're guessing, but it's just interesting to talk about. Well, Obi-Wan's in the shadows in that clip, so he's clearly not out in the open. So I would... Well, they're in like some sort of like market, like... Yeah, but he's like, if you look at the shot, he's like back in the shadows a bit, like underneath an overhang, whereas Owen's kind of leaning against out in the open. I feel like Obi-Wan, it has to be. So I think anytime we see him, he will be like this. Mm Mm-hmm. I um, think something happened in the marketplace about 10 minutes before that. I think the whole Inquisitor thing happened and Obi-Wan saw it with, oh. with oh, Owen there. Point. And Owen knows, obviously, o- Obi-Wan's around, doesn't say anything. They leave. They're like, we'll be back. Duh, 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 duh. And Obi-Wan's like hiding in the market. And he sees him and he's just like, you know, no, you're not training him. Like, look what you've caused type thing. You need to stay away. Or, yeah, or I was like, there has to be some reason that they're talking about training Luke at this point, whether Obi-Wan just saw him do something. It's got to be the Force related yeah. or something or or he tried to give him something. They probably don't get into too much Owen. small talk. But I think I think you're right on on the sense that like coming out of that and and Obi-Wan's like, those people are bad and we need to fight them. And that's why I need Luke. I need Luke to help and me. And Owen just watched someone trained. get hung in front of everyone in the public yeah. square. Like, no, you're not taking my son to do this. Yeah, he's 10 yeah. years old. Get, get out, out of here, here, you crazy old <laughs> wizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I wonder. I think we're, I wonder I think we're figuring if, it out, and then we're gonna watch this. It's all wrong, <laughs> like well, completely wrong order. Also, Nothing's don't forget right. a, a big part of a new hope is Baru disagreeing a lot with Owen. It's crazy we saying, haven't like, seen her yet. I know, but I I do think there's gonna be like big Luke Baru moments for that reason because she says to Owen, "Luke's just not a farmer, Owen," and you know she she knows that, like that Luke has dreams and aspirations and stuff. I think she's going to disagree with Owen. I think there's going to be like that sort of thing where, where she maybe is nicer to Obi-Wan than, than Owen is. And, and that sort of thing. I, I'm that's, that's my, one of my biggest question marks of this series is, is Baru. Cause I, I do, I, I don't just want to see Baru cut, uh, ripping up lettuce in a food chopper in the kitchen. I, I want to see Baru with Luke. I want to see Baru with Owen, I want to see maybe even Brew uh, have a discussion with with Obi Wan. I'm very curious I'll to see what they drink do with, some with resistance her. brew. There you go. 
<laughs> free. No, I agree with you. I, I, th- I think it would be important to show a little bit of that dynamic, especially since you didn't really get a lot of it in a new hope and you have the opportunity now to kind of uh, fill in the gaps on the missing opportunities of like Luke and Brew really having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I, I was going to throw this out there too. There's one other shot in here that actually kind of bothers me a little bit. Um, and as I, as I stare at it long enough, I go, okay, I, I see what I'm looking at, but there's a shot of uh, Reva getting off of a ship uh, and headed in inside this area, and it looks like a little dock area or whatever. And I, I can't not look at it every time and say that looks like an unfinished shot from the volume. It just looks like they which shot. So it's uh at the uh, thirty-five second marker if you have the trailer in front of you, um, thirty-four <clears throat> seconds or so, whatever. And I just. Every time it comes on screen, my immediate brain reaction is that's a behind the scenes scene shot of the volume. And then I go, oh, no, it's not. That's a real shot in the show. Hmm. Are you talking about the sky behind her? Yeah, it looks like that's the screen. And then they just don't have anything on above her. And then I'm like, oh, but there is stuff above her. But those like TIE fighters and stuff just seem yeah, to blend Yeah, you see that in. like pipe looking thing. And it looks like, I get what you're saying, the edge of the screen. Yeah, it just yeah. looks like it like goes around. And it just reminds me of every behind the scenes shot we've ever seen. If you just Google Mandalorian the yeah, volume. I get what you're saying. And it looks but like that's, an unfinished shot to me. But that's definitely the underside of a ship. I get what you're no, saying. No, no. It's the yeah. It's the perspective shot. Yeah, of that's like, a, it's a hanger, but you're right. Yeah, it, it does, does look like the edge of the yeah. screen. It's so weird. What I'm saying, yeah, and what I'm saying bothers me about it is like I'm watching and I'm like in the world, in the world, in the world, behind the scene shot. No, wait, hold on, go back. What was? Oh, I'm, and I'm, it takes me out. Just and it's not even like a conscious thing. I just see it and I go, that's the volume. No, it's not. <laughs> it's you know like what? a weird reaction to it. I know we're up against time, but one other element of the show that could be interesting if they want to bring in Palpatine is Palpatine could get in a situation where he dials up Vader on the, you know, the hollow message thing, sort of like an empire and scolds him for being too obsessed with (laughs) Kenobi when they should be looking for all the Jedi and Vader may be just focused on Kenobi for personal reasons. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's very possible. Yeah, like, what if um, Vader is using all these resources just to get Kenobi, and that's affecting their hunt for other Jedi? You know, like, they, there's a lot they can do with this series, and I like that we're so close to it, and we don't freaking know. Yeah, I think there's yeah, a lot I, going on. I, yeah, the thing is, is like, Palpatine is so interesting as a character that I don't know if he would look at it the way you're saying, or he would be like, Yes, Kenobi. You yeah, want him, right. don't you? You know, yeah. kind of thing. It's fueling um, the rage type thing. It is yeah. interesting though that all these shots, again, Fair. typical of Star Wars trailers, is seemingly from like three scenes. We have the bad guys talking in a thing. We have Dayu. We have Tatooine outside. Uh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's like set pieces. Yeah, we talked about like, that when we were like, "Are we going to see Coruscant?" And I was like, "No, because you have this set piece and this set piece." Well, you know? I was thinking maybe more like scene. these clips are all taken from ten-minute sequences out of a how however long show. You know what I mean? So you're oh, doing yeah, yeah, six yeah. one-hour-long episodes. 
they're pulling from three 10-minute segments of those six hours. So it's like yeah, crazy. Like even, we're, yeah. What I was just saying about the how that one shot like reminds me of yeah. the volume. Skip yeah. ahead like 30 seconds later, and there's another quick shot of that exact same yeah. set and almost moment. And it does the same thing there. It pulls me out. I'm like, oh, she's in the vault. No, she's not. But uh, yeah. but it's weird because she landed there and she was like, it was as if she got back off a mission. And in this other shot, she's like deflecting something. So I don't know where they're at. My my just initial thought looks like they're on that uh, base that's coming out of the ocean, the Inquisitorius. That's where they're like landing in, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So then that means somebody's shooting at her on the Inquisitorious base? I think that's her hand holding the droid, by the way. Reva's hand. Look at her gloved oh, yeah. hands, and then look at the gloved hand holding it. I think that's her oh, hand. Oh, could be. Yeah, could be. I would put money on that. That's her hand. But do, How much? Well, I, I feel like Ten I bucks. might be onto something here. Do you, that hangar that we A were talking celebration. about. Yeah, there you go. That <laughs> hangar we're talking about, do you, do you think that's the Inquisitorious base off of Mustafar, like you know, like, kind of over question. on that other planet, because of this, because the, she's the stormy fighting sky, yeah, yeah, she's fighting somebody there, deflecting bullets and stuff. So I'm like, who's is? Oh, whoa! What if? What if Nanjiani's character is escaping Inquisitorious? Mm-hmm. I think oh, you're totally he gets right, James. Away, I think she, leads him to Tatooine. Maybe, yeah. I, I think she's battling on that location because if you go to the beginning of the trailer when those probe droids are being sent out it's the same stormy sky that's above no i know yeah and that it seems like the same one where they're like you know they're landing the ship she gets off the ship and the other one and then a few minutes later she's battling someone so that person has to be pro-rebellion right on inquisitoria on the in that fortress Yeah. yeah so it's like somebody's either escaping or they're raiding that base and i'm like oh that's interesting we've not seen anything teasing good guys in their secret base you I don't know, know. Interesting. just thought it was kind of interesting but and, and there's that scene i think the only scene we ever really Hit talked me up about is like obi-wan beating <laughs> the crap out of a zabrak yeah um, yeah which some people like, are like oh, where that, that's, is he that's flea like who, who knows but that looks a little bit like a prison hallway too like what if obi-wan has to free a certain somebody which would be very similar to if that's the case then the droid is there too because the droid uh the good guy droid looks like he's in the same location of of that yeah thing but at the same time that fight looks like it takes place on dayu right yeah well so we'll see how wrong we are yes uh (laughs) in a few weeks but either way uh we love this stuff it's just so fun to get the imagination going and speculate and that's that's a big part of the the hype that gets me excited about these types of movies or shows for Star mm-hmm, Wars. So mm-hmm. I know we're up against time. We will talk much more about this uh, in the next couple of weeks until we finally get to see the show. Uh, but let us know what you think about our theories, about our takes and, and uh, our excitement for what's about to happen here uh, with this very hyped Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, all right, Lacey, we have another segment. What is it? Yeah, so it is time for the Patreon pod race. 
so there are lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us on all the different audio apps, which shout out to Apple Podcasts for recommending us on May the 4th. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, Spotify, Google Play, whatever you'd like, um, as well as Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. We're so close to 10,000 followers, so please help us over there, as well as Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. And of course, here on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Ring the bell for notifications because I know sometimes the algorithm gets a little wonky if you're not getting notifications. Um, but if you want more than that and you want to support what we're doing here, you want to be part of the resistance, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at just $2 a month. That's it. Two bucks a month. You're a part of the resistance and you get exclusive uh, videos, live streams, commentaries. Um, what else? Polls cool stuff and as you go up the ranks you get more access including our exclusive discord server and much more so we want to thank our generals and spice runners our two top tiers um and this is part of the show that we let them take part we ask them a question they give us an answer it's really fun but before that i want to say thank you to those people so thank you to our generals carmelo jeremy myers john reese jetta rosewater pauls and frank grande darth hurricane john Torlton, nick kratz christian morales brian smith matt chitty danny mike ramori matt heath chris white brendan mclaughlin and val trichkoff thank you guys so much and our spice runners david probus neil shaw kendall gelnar ryan wara dave hornack micah harrison thomas hennessy and andrew staley thank you guys so much for keeping it spicy as our spice runners and this week we have general frank grande frank Frank. love frank (laughs) all right so frank's question was we have had 23 episodes of live action star wars television between mando and the book of boba fett in your opinion what has been the best episode so far frank take it away hey everyone how you doing so what, in my opinion, is the best live-action episode of Star Wars? It's a tough question. For me, it was a toss-up between the Book of Bubba Fett episode, From the Desert Comes a Stranger, and the Mandalorian episode, The Rescue. And I thought about it really hard, but I gotta go with The Rescue. Because not only is it an action-packed thriller episode, not only was it the return of a young Jedi, Luke Skywalker, in his prime that we never really got to see before and that I waited all my life for, And not only were there no leaks, which just made the surprises a thousand times better, but for me, if I'm being honest, this episode generally made me happy cry probably for the first time in my life because it reignited hope for me in Star Wars that anything can happen. Nothing is off the table and it's just going to get better and better. I love this episode. I love all the episodes and I love TRB. May the force be with you. Take care. Nicely done, Frank. Great job. You the best. John, yeah. what did you think of his answer? I, I thought he might pick the rescue because I just feel like it um a lot of people's favorite episode just for the impact of Luke and all that stuff. Um but what I liked about what Frank said, and by the way, I love the the art you have behind you, uh both uh Mando and speaking maybe you put put it there on purpose or stood there on purpose when you did this, but the the Luke art from Mando is very cool. Um how you kind of said it instills hope in you due to the limitless nature of the future, what they can do, um, which is is very exciting because when, you know, we have an episode coming up on Thursday with Tom Spina and we talk about, you know, how technology is changing Star Wars and stuff. And you're right. They really can do almost anything. 
And what we saw in The Mandalorian Season 2 with that episode you love so much is already sort of dated um, in terms of the technology they, they use for Luke. So uh, it's okay to cry when it comes to Star Wars. I've certainly done it. I did it, uh, sadly, on the on the official Star Wars channel, watching a trailer. <laughs> so, um, But great job, uh, Frank. Uh, you're a great Star Wars fan. I uh, appreciate all the nice things you say about us. And uh, awesome pick. I, I can't argue against it. So good job. And James, what'd you think? Um, I, I yeah, everything John was saying, I I kind of like the uh, from the desert comes a stranger uh, choice, but I understand the going with the uh, the rescue, considering you know everything they just said. I think that that episode in particular really changed our as you as you were saying. You're right, like changed just how we viewed Star Wars at that point because everything was off. Uh, back on the table kind of thing it's like oh my god we can uh yeah yeah anything you know (laughs) so uh our minds were just like completely blown by that episode and um and and also just that other weird angle too of like them announcing book of boba fett you know and stuff and it's like there was something tied to that where we were like, we don't even know. Is that, is that the end of Mandalorian? We, you know, I I was very confused, and I remember talking to a lot of people, being that and saying like, so what is the future? And I'm like, we don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> wild, wild west right now, with it being so early in the Mandalorian and and Star Wars television and everything, and now they're bringing these characters back, and yeah, great. Great time. Um, it almost feels like uh, that particular episode was the uh, Force Awakens just released. And, you know, everybody's just like, what could it all mean? And we're all excited type of vibe. Yeah. Right. But good one. And thanks for doing the pod race as always. Oh, that's me. Hey, Frank. <laughs> How's it going? I was just so interested in his answer that I kept thinking about it. Um... Great pod race. You're awesome. You're a great fan. We love having you here in the base. I really love the art, like John said. I happy cried along with you. I won't forget how I felt when that moment happened because it was one of those things that I was like, they show you the ship and you're like, no. Then they show you the hand and you're like, no. Then they're showing you the belt <laughs> buckle and you're like, there's no way. And like, even after they show you little glimpses, it's like your your brain doesn't want to believe it. Um, but I definitely was like when his ship showed up, I stood up off the couch at like 3 a.m. I was standing there like I was like one of those guys in the bar that's like watching their their sports game that they're like, come on, let's go. <laughs> like just waiting for the touchdown or the basket or the home run to happen. Um that was me and i definitely cried too like luke skywalker was my childhood hero is my childhood hero um so it was just such a crazy thing to see him in his prime like you said uh so great answer and now we're gonna head back to john for something a little different all right so we have a new segment on the podcast that we are calling the chosen one chosen one and what we're going to do here is each of us are going to bring a star wars item to the table to discuss now this could be something about us uh something about just a news item that we haven't talked about that may be off the beaten path maybe a rumor uh it could be a toy it could be a fan related thing um which we used to do back in the day um or a viral video really anything 
um, and and just talk about it for a minute or so. So, uh, James, we're going to start with you since uh, in creating a new segment, you had to be forced to create new graphics and and sound bites and stuff. So why don't why don't you be (laughs) the first to break the champagne bottle on the on the ship that is this segment called the chosen one? Um. Yeah, I I think the thing that is going on that like right now is the most interesting to me and the, and what's kind of like on my mind and uh I I think like even though this is our show like I'm being a, like a little bit a little bit candid here. Um there was a a period of time where me and Kyle were doing these book discussions like crazy and uh then there was this little period of time for whatever reason where we were just like not able to connect with the with Del Rey and 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 everything kind of got lost in the mix and we um kind of put the whole thing on hold and what is interesting to me is just recently um with the release of Brotherhood which came out uh this uh week uh, uh they sent us copies and they they felt like it was a little bit back on the table and and me and Kyle who have then mm-hmm. passed on some of this uh you know we didn't do one for the final thrawn there's uh, some high republic books we passed on we 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 got like this close to doing ronin when everything fell apart and we were like oh well we don't we don't really know how to pursue with this we wanted to do it just kind of like as as fans um but uh, it was it was just kind of a strange time. But with the with them sending us Brotherhood and stuff, and, and we're I've been re-listening to it, and I've been like, it's been a little while since I've like done the book thing again. And it was kind of like, um, I I don't know. I I've called them on a number of occasions and said, you know, do we want to do it the way we were doing it, or do we want to uh, try to spin it a little bit differently? And so I think we're in talks right now to kind of bring back the idea of, of book discussions and getting back on reading some of these novels. Uh, People hopefully. have been asking about them, so that's good. Yeah, it, it comes up and, and saying like, I really liked these and I, I wanted, I was hoping and wondering if you guys were going to do more. And I'm kind of like, man, it's just like a weird period. It kind of in a weird way felt like they, they weren't, interested in us doing them anymore so we it was a little strange for us but um nice but yeah but like i i i miss that aspect and i feel the same way i felt in 2013 or 14 when uh i was not i was like i was back on with star wars like but I I was like missing rebels, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. what is the show? And like, I'm seeing clips from it and I'm like, I can't take it. I need to know what this is, you know? And so it, it it's getting to me that there's like high Republic stuff out there that I'm not paying attention to. And I, I think one of the bigger things is we just want to take our time mm-hmm. um, and not uh, them be like, Oh, here's a copy of the book. It comes out tomorrow. And we're like, so, you know, I'm reading this thing 13 hours straight to try to do a review for this. You know, we just feel like we're just going to yeah. maybe take our time with it. Um, so pending, uh, but book discussions might be back on the table. And that, awesome, that's, man. that's my uh, thing that I wanted to bring to the table and discuss. Very cool. Uh, love Kyle. So I'm glad to see that uh, our version of Simon and Garfunkel are getting back together <laughs> on the Star Wars News Day YouTube channel. Uh, Lacey, you have an adorable story to share, I believe. Yeah, so this is an interesting one for me uh, because this past May the 4th um, was 
kind of special to me. It was the first one as a mom. Um, and I have my baby. Uh, and she's, you know, only five months. She's not old enough to like really know what's going on. But May the 4th in general has always been like a very special day to me. I got engaged on May the 4th. Uh, so <laughs> this baby is just like obviously the best thing that's ever happened to me. Sorry, Matt. Uh, but that being said, I was I had done the re- the reaction video. Again, go check them out on YouTube. John and I did one. Um, and it was just super fun. And we always do these. They're just like a, a you know, one of those fun things to do. It's just like to get that initial reaction and uh just be honest with your thoughts when you first watch it cuz there's nothing like the excitement of watching a trailer for the first time. So, I was, you know, it was the afternoon of May the 4th and I and I was sitting there and we we're getting ready for dinner and I was like, "You know what? Let me let me just play it for Daisy and see what happens. So I uh, put her down in her little her little baby chair and I played the trailer for her. And the funny thing is I thought that she would just like not even pay attention and she'd kind of tune out. But she was totally zoned in and like reacted mm-hmm. to things. Uh, and my favorite part is she uh, does When this- she called out the purge troopers? No, she did oh, this. Oh, sorry. No, never mind. <laughs> she did this little squeak when Vader breathes, like Vader breathes, and then she does <laughs> oh, this, like, huh? like this little squeak, and it was just so, so cute. And it, it just reminded me that like I'm in a different stage in my life, and how important this franchise is to me, and just being a parent now, and how much I can't wait to like share it with my kids, even if they don't even know what it is. I now have that video of her and I get to be like later in life being like, remember that time? And she'll be like, no, I don't. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So it was just really fun. And my family was laughing at it Uh, for the past week. I've been getting messages from friends and stuff about it. It was just like something fun that I could just share Um, because I'm I'm pretty private at times. So it was nice to share a little something personal. Nice. That's very cute. Yeah. Uh, and it's on your Twitter, right? It is. It? It's on my Twitter account. Yes. Um, very good. Um, all right. So mine is, you know, uh, people have been asking us and because uh, it's around that time of year uh, where we've been uh, unfortunately having to do Make Solo 2 Happen Day because uh, they haven't done it yet. How dare they? Um, joking. But uh, we are going to celebration and it is around that time. We may do something later in the year for uh, an online thing. but. Um, uh, we're going to do a Make Solo 2 Happen meetup. Uh, so at Star Wars Celebration, we're thinking Friday. We're not sure on specifics on time because, you know, this person going to this panel, this person going to this panel. We want the three of us there uh, with they everyone else. They keep randomly dropping panels. Like I know. The light and magic thing. It's like, <laughs> ridiculous. oh, side note, Lawrence yeah. Kasdan doing a panel. Yeah, so that's the thing. So that morning, uh, I'm going to go to the Larry Kasdan and Ron Howard panel about their documentary that's coming out and what better day to do it than that day. Uh, So we're eyeing Friday. We're going to lock down a time. But if you are going to Celebration and you would like to come hang out with us, take a group photo uh, celebrating our love for Solo, uh, with um, the Make Solo 2 Happen crew. Uh, pack your shirts, your Make Solo 2 Happen shirts. If you have one, if not, go to our store and buy one. Do rush shipping, whatever you got to do. But either way, if you have or your shirt, pack merch. it, bring it. Yeah, solo merch too. But if you have your Make Solo 2 Happen shirt, even better. But look, yeah, I'm wearing a Han Solo shirt. Whatever. Uh, but bring those shirts if you got them. And everyone who is showing up to the meetup uh, with a Make Solo 2 Happen shirt on will get... 
one of our Make Solo 2 Happen pins for free. Mm-hmm. So that is our plan for that. Very excited. I, possibly while supplies last, like we might run out. I, I don't know. Yeah, we you might. know that that's always that's always an option. So maybe try to think about. Yeah, um, unless like five hundred people show up, then not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it's always possible yeah. that like yeah. we just run out. We ne- Sorry, yeah, I, I never expect like oh my god, three hundred people going to show up to take a photo. But so, but yeah. anyway, if you're at celebration but that would on be Friday, awesome. that would be amazing. Yeah, and that, that they, they would definitely hear our voices <laughs> for sure that day. But we'll we'll iron out a time and let you know when we're going to do it. But Friday is what we're looking at. Uh, and again, we'll, it'll be at the convention. So if you're there, uh, we'll, we'll find a good spot to do it. That'll be our sort of meetup for the day. If you got the Make Solo 2 Happen shirt, bring it. Other solo stuff, bring it. And we'll uh, we'll have some fun celebrating solo and, and letting them know that people would love to see those characters return especially Jonas who's going to be at celebration all four days and uh, of course Alden Aaron Rick is on solo so that's our plan we'll give you more details on what we're doing specifically with time and stuff but if you're at celebration Friday we hope to see you join us to make solo to happen meet up uh, so that is it we hope you enjoyed this new segment the chosen one we're going to bring that uh, in every once in a while uh, but that is the end of the show uh, so we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Make sure you subscribe, like Lacey said, your preferred platform, whether it's audio or the channel or both. Uh, and uh, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net. And I have a movie podcast where I don't talk about Star Wars. I talk about movies I grew up with and love uh, called Just Like the Movies, available free on your favorite podcast app. Uh, James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks, as always. Right. And eventually book discussions. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And Friday at Star Wars Celebration at 1.30 on the fan stage. Yes. And on our YouTube channel doing uh, reactions to the Kenobi trailer. Correct. That is correct. All those places. <laughs> yes. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Uh, Thursday. We're back to just two episodes a week. I apologize. Uh, For now, Thursday, until two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. What's two weeks from now? Celebration. Oh, yeah, we're probably going to do a lot of stuff there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to get some sleep. Um, but Thursday, we're going to be joined by Tom Spina. Uh, Tom Spina designs Regal Robot. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a really good time. And he, uh, we did also did a special video with him that we're going to be putting out later that afternoon with some details on stuff coming up from them at Star Wars Celebration. He's going to be at Star Wars Celebration with uh, his whole team. uh, And be sure to go check out their booth. But be sure to check out our episode with Tom Spina on Thursday. We're we're very excited to have him on the show. And you're going to absolutely love it because it's a long episode too. So we're not giving you three episodes, but we are giving you long episodes. But uh, we hope you enjoy your weeks. And we'll see you Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.